everyone has heard of musical leitmotifs. Whether you like it or not, if you've ever watched a film or television show, you'll recognise these short musical phrases in action. Take, for example, John Williams's famous two-note leitmotif from Jaws. Filling the cinematic atmosphere with suspense surrounding the infamous shark, the simple chromatic combination of two notes, which crescendo with every appearance of the great beast, will send a chill down your spine whenever you hear it. Leitmotifs in cinema can be used to signal the arrival of a character or event sonically before ever seeing them on screen. Remember that scene from The Godfather involving a certain gruesome horse beheading? Well, this is the music that tells us that John Marley isn't in bed with his wife. Sinister, am I right? However, leitmotifs aren't just associated with the screen. Examples of leitmotifs can be found in classical music from the 17th century onwards, with big names in the business, such as Monteverdi, being known for using them in compositions. But can we apply leitmotifs to areas outside of music? Well, the concept has been used in the world of psychology to propose small ideas. Literary and art equivalents can be found with the use of elements and symbols. Hence, the leitmotif concept isn't strictly limited to music. But what about food? Can we make a connection between the leitmotif concept and gastronomy? Whether it be chewing sounds, random noise, or music itself, what we hear affects our perception and response to food and drink. Many scientific explanations have been put forward to explain this phenomenon, such as multisensory integration, attention, associative learning, and expectation. A wealth of studies have been carried out investigating the connection, but a particular investigation by Chrisnell and Spence involving implicit association caught my eye. This experiment found that high-pitched sounds were connected to the names of sour foods, such as lemons, limes, vinegar and pickles while low-pitched sounds were connotated with bitter foods, such as coffee, beer, tonic water and dark chocolate. Several proposals have been put forward as to the potential for this multisensory connection, including cutlery orchestras, all enveloping sensory dining experiences, sonic seasoning for food and drink to encourage healthier eating habits, and even just the use of sounds to create food fun. 
Let's focus on that last point, shall we? Say I'm making a chocolate cake. The ingredients I need are eggs, butter, flour, sugar, and chocolate. First, I mix the butter and the sugar together. Next, I add the eggs. Then, I add the flour. And finally, the chocolate. And so, without further ado, I present to you chocolate cake. Hopefully, this podcast has provided you with an introduction into the potential entertainment to be found in the amalgamation of recipes and music. Who knew cooking could be so cryptic?